Turn with me to the book of John, chapter number 20, verse 19. 20 and 19. I'll try not to keep you too long. I'd like to honor my mothers in the house. My stepfather, Timmy, it's good to see both of you here today. Love you guys. Katie, it's good to see you guys here today. I love y'all. Lots of family, lots of friends. Good to see you guys here today. Bless you in the name of Jesus. How many is ready for the word of the Lord? John 20, 19, it says, Then, somebody shout, then. The same day at evening. Being the first day of the week when the doors were shut. Somebody say they were shut. Where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews. Jesus came. And stood in the midst and said to them, peace be with you. I want you to turn to your neighbor and tell them, peace be with you. Now I want you to turn to somebody else and tell them, because Jesus got out, hope stepped in. Oh, slap somebody high five and say, Jesus got out. That means your hope just stepped into your situation. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would bless this word, anoint it. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would do it in decency and in order the way that you would order it, not the way that I have prepared it, but God, the way that you've designed it for this day. God, I pray that you would anoint every word would be your word, Father, that it would come out saturated with your spirit and with your power and with your authority. Lord, I pray that you would break down walls and barriers in situations and struggles that you would shift and change. Lord, we th we're thankful that we have the opportunity on this Resurrection Sunday to give you glory, to give you honor, to give you praise. And we declare, Lord, that death could not hold you. We declare, Lord, that, that, that greater is the Spirit of God that lives on the inside of us than any dirt that would try to cover us up. God, we give you the glory and we give you the praise because even shut places can be open when you step in. And we love you, Jesus, and we thank you. And I feel an unlocking even now, Father. I believe that the anointing is going to unlock, but things that cannot be unlocked, he's going to break through in Jesus' name. And we give you the glory and the praise, Lord, for this day that you have resurrected from the grave. God, we know that because you got up, we can get up today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I love this verse. I love preaching from this verse. It's been a minute since I've been at John 2019, but I want to tell you that I remember 2019 very well. I believe that it was very crucial a few years ago, even when we experienced. This is why that I believe that the Lord brought me back to this verse because it was only a couple years ago that, that the enemy, uh, the, 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 the government, the, the spirits, if you will, that work hand in hand with a prince of the air was doing everything in its ability to allow us the opportunity to gather together. They, they shut us in. They told us to, to not come out of a place, stay in your house, and, and, and this spirit of the coronavirus tried to lock people into their homes. But I want you to tell, I want to tell you this more importantly, 
that spirit, that, that spirit that, that wanted to lock you in to uh, your insecurities, wanted to lock you into a spirit and tried to really uh, cultivate your heart with intimidation. It is that spirit of the coronavirus that begin to shut in a people. But here's what I want to tell you. The enemy will form weapons. The enemy will form tactics. He will do things that he can to keep God's church from coming together. Because if he can keep us from coming together, he can limit our abilities to succeed. But when we get together, something happens. And we see that Jesus came in the spirit. And we see that he came. And when he came, the Bible says that the spirit of salvation began to breathe upon these people. He stepped into this place. And when he did, when he stepped in, he began, the Bible says he breathed upon them. And as he breathed upon the disciples, the Bible tells us that in that moment that they were filled with the Holy Spirit. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. Now this was the indwelling presence of God. Somebody say the indwelling presence. The indwelling presence of God began to come in and he came into the room and he breathed upon them this presence of salvation. Jesus stood right in the midst of them and then all of the sudden hope stepped into the place. It was a shut place, by the way. This place was locked up. It was locked up. It was shut up. It was a place of fear. It was a place that, that threatened them. It was a place that tried to capture them and keep them. It was a place full of doubt and worry and disbelief. This was the moment like they had never seen before for the first time after that they had seen the triumphal entry. How many knows that it's something when you have a praise break moment that the next, the next thing you're going to see is all hell coming loose against the promise that was just released to you. And we see this happening. This, it was a threat to the triumphal entry. It was a threat to their peace. It was a threat uh, to their success. But then came Jesus, ladies and gentlemen. How many knows that when the enemy tries to threaten you, Jesus will always come close to you? And, and the Bible says that then came Jesus and he came in the midst of them. It, what, what is it? it is the reflection of the light coming into the dark place of the disciples. The disciples were in a dark place. They were in a place of despair and we can see it here in scripture. And they were into this room and they had all of their stuff gathered in this place of depression, despair, despondency. And I came by way of the spirit to tell you, somebody that it doesn't matter how shut in you are or how many times the enemy has tried to shut you up, I come to tell you that Jesus is going to step in your situation. Jesus will always step in when the enemy's trying to threaten you. And I came by way of the Spirit to tell somebody that it doesn't matter what it feels like. It doesn't matter how closed in your situation appears. Jesus got out of the grave to stand right in the midst of whatever you're locked in this morning. Jesus got out of the grave for the reason to, to shine revelation into that depression that you're sitting in, that dark space that you've been sitting in. Some of us have sat in it for years. We've sat in this room. We've locked ourselves in. We've told ourselves that there's no hope because we saw the crucifixion. We saw our dream die. We saw the calling be put on the shelf and it looks like dust has collected. You can't even see the call because it's too dusty for you to 
see. But I come to tell you it's not too dusty for God to shake it off. It's not too dirty for God to do something with it. And because Jesus got out of the grave, I come to tell you he's about to walk in your room. He's about to walk into your family situation. I feel like preaching and I'm trying not to. But I feel the preach on the inside of me because the enemy has told you long enough that you've got to stay captured by that addiction that has bound you. You know you're called. You know you're gifted. You know that God has anointed you. But I come to tell somebody we're going to break that addiction off of you so that you can walk in the anointing that God wants to release to you. Jesus got out of the grave and, and he stands right in the midst of whatever it is that we're going through. And when, we, when, he, when he walks into the room, he begins to bring revelation to darkness. He begins to make darkness tremble, ladies and gentlemen. He begins to make sickness healed. I wish I had somebody help me preach. He begins to make revelation revealed. When he walks in, miracles come in. When he walks in, turnarounds begin to happen in our life. When he walks in, he is the lifter of our head. When he walks into funeral possessions, all he has to do is touch a little baby boy in the town of Nain. And when he touched the boy, the boy set up and started breathing again. Why? Because he's the resurrection and he's the life. And nobody comes to the Father except through this door that didn't need a door. In the mighty name of Jesus, he, he is shifting your situation. He is lifting you up so that you can breathe again. He is going to turn and shift things around. He is going to touch you this morning with a supernatural touch. Why? Because when his word goes forth, it touches you. But you got to be open to the touch. And in our verse, Jesus came, the word that had been silent. He began to show up. Isn't it awesome that the word that is silence in one season, it shows up in the next. <laughs> it looks silent in one season because the seed has to die before it can live. And we see that this seed is silent for one season, but then it shows up and Jesus showed his hands. He began to show his hands. Uh, this was the second time. And he said, I want to show you the side. And then he began to breathe on them. Verse 22. I believe that the church began in this moment, ladies and gentlemen. When Jesus declared, receive ye the Holy Ghost, he was saying, receive ye the indwelling presence of God that come through my blood. This is why I shed my blood so that you can receive salvation so that you can receive forgiveness of sin so that I come to redeem you I come to buy you back from Satan's claws I believe that the church is rising up to understand that there is an indwelling presence of God and this was the moment of the new birth experience this was the moment that they were reborn and up until now we see that Jesus had not yet redeemed mankind that the spirit had not given uh, had not been given since Jesus had at this time not been glorified according to John chapter number 7 verse 39 but then on 2022 hallelujah and the resurrected Jesus he began to walk into the locked places and he began to breathe upon those that he had been teaching that he had been walking with and they didn't realize that they thought that all hope was gone but what I want to tell you is when you feel broken and hopeless that is the moment that Jesus will walk through walls to get to you to breathe upon your bones he walked in 
He stepped into the impossible and breathed on the disciples, making them a new creature. He breathed off the old man. I, I, I just believe that this was the moment that he breathed off. And when he breathed, it, it, it breathed off the old man. Everything that represents the old man began to fly off the disciples. That would, that would limit them from being committed. And then all of a sudden we see that there's, the Bible says in Ephesians 4 and 8, it says that, that, that there's them, he's, he's going to give them gifts unto men. He's going to give gifts unto men according to Ephesians 4 and 8. Having the Spirit of God imparted to them. He blew, he, blew, blew, he blew his breath upon them. He, he, he blew salvation into them. He redeemed them in this moment. He commissioned them to go. In the, I've saved you once I've saved you. He had already, isn't it something that he trained them and then saved them? But he saves you to train you. You see what I'm saying? But he, he trained them and then he saved them and then he said, go. Hallelujah. He said, go. Having the spirit of imparted, some of it happened here because even something happened here in this moment because even before the next step, even before Pentecost, the Bible says that they returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God that, had they, that they had been born again. Now, here's what I want you to understand. Yeah, I know we can come to this morning and we can look good and we can have a, a, a cute little sermon and we can go to the house and we can eat with our family and it's going to be a wonderful time but is there anybody still glad that God saved you come on somebody I'm talking about the breath of salvation not even going any further than that would somebody give God praise because you shouldn't be here to have breath the drug addiction should have taken you out the car crash should have taken you out but if you're here and you've got a breath. I wish that you would celebrate your salvation. I, I, I just dare somebody, if you don't have the joy of your salvation, why don't you praise him until you start stepping in puddles of joy, until you start stepping in the rain that he will send you in the midst of your worship. This is what they did. They would come in and they, they were reverence to the God who redeemed them and they would worship and they came in and they stayed in. There's something about coming into the presence of God. There's another step when you want to remain where you've stepped into. And we see now that they want more. The Bible says they returned to Jerusalem with great joy, but they were wanting what God had promised them. <laughs> How many knows God's got promise, promises for you and God is a progressive God? Come on, somebody. He's a God that takes steps in our life. He's a God of progression. If we're not progressing, we are going backward. But I've come to tell you, backward never, forward ever in this season. The holy wind of heaven in the upper room comes. They had one wind, but here comes another. There's another wind, Brother Sellers. Whew. About to fill their sails. About to direct their footsteps. And the Bible said in Acts 2 that there was clothing tongues of fire that began to set upon each of their head. As they were sitting there, the wind began to blow. And the Bible said that there was a sound as of a rushing mighty wind that filled the whole house where they were sitting. It was the upper room experience on the day of Pentecost. Along with others, about a hundred plus others that were there, they were waiting for the outpouring. They were waiting for more. Every time you come into the house of God, 
God don't just come and sit just like uh, some kind of uh, sanctified soured cloth. I wish I had somebody to understand that I'm, I, I've wrung myself out to receive more. Come on. You need to you need to fill yourself. You need to fill that cloth up with the goodness of God. You need to fill that cloth up with the presence of God, with the word of God. That means allow it to seep into your heart. Allow it to seep into your mind. Allow it to seep into your emotions and then begin to ring it out in the streets until blinded eyes begin to open up. Until deaf ears begin to unlock. Just begin to ring out what God is pouring into you. And they came and they were waiting and they were anticipating what God was going to release. And then all of a sudden the dove was released in an upper place where they were joined together and Pentecost happened and the outpouring happened and the Holy Spirit fell in power and in authority and the Bible says that he filled them all that were sitting in that room. Then the verse this morning comes to mind as I was reminded this Easter of what the enemy attempted a few Easter's back. This was to lock us up, to lock the church in. God wants you to know if you're saved by the blood of Jesus, you carry the indwelling presence. I want you to understand if you're hungry for more, <laughs> you'll always get back to where you know God is going to release more into your life. And there's something that's happening in the church. There's a hunger to be together. I'm seeing it more than I ever have. The enemy has tried to divide. People are doing everything they can to, to push out the enemy's agenda. They're doing everything they can. I'm talking about the church. I'm talking about the remnant, the real, the real church that is, that is excited about what Jesus is doing now. Not what he did yesterday, but what he's doing right now. And they are doing everything to be focused. And God wants to manifest his spirit inside of you, not only in the indwelling presence of salvation, but how many knows that there's an infilling of his power that he wants to release into your life? There's an infilling of his power. I've heard Pastor Amanda say it so many times, uh, uh, telling her testimony that the blood of Jesus saved her. But how many can be a witness that it's been the power of the Holy Spirit, the infilling power that has sustained your salvation, that has kept you out of a mess? It's not that we can just speak in tongues around here and dance and shout although I love all of that I love the goosebumps but I need the Holy Ghost when I go to Walmart come on I need the Holy Ghost in the days in the hours of the of the of the days of the week I need the Holy Ghost I need the Holy Ghost in my business I need the Holy Ghost to decide what I need to do next I need the Holy Ghost in my next steps and Jesus begin to release the wind of God the Holy Ghost and you can have this more and in this more ladies and gentlemen, is his love, his joy, his peace, his kindness, his goodness, his gentleness, his faithfulness, his self-control. But I want you to also understand that there's words of wisdom and words of knowledge and gifts of faith and gifts of healing and gifts of miracles and discerning of spirits and diverse kinds of tongues and interpretations of tongues that operate in this Holy Spirit in feeling that God wants to pour on the inside of you. This kind of in feeling, watch this. 
Jesus will do the things that he did and even greater things. Come on, somebody. God is looking for somebody that will have the confidence to not just come to church but be the church in the street. God is looking for us to have the confidence to lay hands on deaf spirits and they unlock. God is looking for a church to have the confidence. Why would he go to the cross and bleed and die if he didn't have the authority and the power to align the body? If he didn't have the authority and the power to heal the sick, to cleanse the leper, to raise the dead. And we have to understand that God has commissioned us for more. He's commissioned us for more. And Jesus came to bring you out of darkness. He stood in this scripture verse in the midst of them, full of authority, full of power, liberating their minds from fear. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Maybe you've been in a locked place. Jesus came to bring you out of the locked place, out of the darkness, and into his marvelous light. God has sent his mighty power and his authority to shake some stuff loose. He has sent his power to untie you, the things that's bound you and tried to hold you back on this resurrection Sunday that's going to loose you and let you go. Because over 2,000 years ago, what we celebrate is the, this past Thursday, Jesus and his disciples were in the Garden of Gethsemane praying. And then suddenly the Roman soldiers begin to come in. They made their way into the garden. Judas gave Jesus the kiss of betrayal for 30 pieces of silver. The guards arrested him. You could see the flames of the torch of the shining uh, sword that was motioned. And Peter cutting off the ear of the servant of the high priest. And Jesus took the ear in that moment, listen to this, performing his last miracle as the Philistines, the Sanhedrin vicious mob, Jesus took Pilate who looked at the evidence against him three different times saying, this man is innocent, this man is innocent, this man is innocent. I find no fault in him, but isn't it interesting, even though that they didn't find fault in him, they still wanted to release Barabbas and crucify Jesus. Hope in this moment for the disciples, the ones that he had trained, the one that he had taught. Hope in this moment had died. And this is where we are in our scripture. The sl they slapped Jesus. They mocked him. They plucked the beard from his face. They placed the crown of thorns upon his head. They stripped him. They took the cat of nine tails with lead tips and mingled with glass and sheep bone and nails and scorched him and beat him until he was unrecognizable. They placed him on the cross until uh, his and then they put the cross upon his back before he got to the cross and he drug the cross up the street of Jerusalem to, uh, to Calvary and Jesus the son of God hung on the cross and at the foot of the cross now we see that there's women there but we also see that John the beloved is there John is the one that was there he was the written of this gospel and he was the beloved disciple that would lay his head into the heart of Jesus let me tell you something. Lay your head. Start laying your head. When all hell's breaking loose in your life, all you got to do is lean into him. Lay into the, to the breast of Jesus and watch him begin to break off every limitation, every struggle. God is, is using John here as a picture of what we have to do. We have to surrender. We have to lay into the heart of God. And John is standing here with Mary and the other women as Jesus looks at the cross to, and he looks down into John. And he says, this is your mother. And then he looks at Mary and he says, this is your son. And he turns.
turns his eyes to John and he says behold thy mother and he gave his mother to John that John might take care of her after this but but then there were many disciples that they couldn't find they were in this locked place they were in the closed place full of fear they were gathered together in the spirit of discouragement they were gathered together in the spirit of despair taking everything they had behind closed doors and and the, why because the Jesus that was supposed to save them the Jesus that was supposed to deliver them and now he is been bound and Jesus that was supposed to liberate them from the Roman rule now he is captured he's he's been crucified he has died on the cross it's over it's over he's dead they, they said Hosanna now but now the one that they were supposed to to bring us into uh, out of captivity and into a uh, salvation from Roman rule he is dead and they have won and it's over and the Bible says that one of who the, the, that what as the cross began to bear his sins as the blood of Jesus began to pull down and hit the ground I believe that in that moment that the blood hit the ground I believe that it, it brought breakthrough hallelujah it brought a blessing to God's people but not only to God's people those who are bound those who are out in sin I want you to understand that the blood of Jesus can redeem you it doesn't matter what situation you're facing it doesn't matter what addiction has your life it doesn't matter what you did yesterday I come to tell you today is resurrection Sunday and everything he did he did for this moment and he knew you was going to be here on this Sunday morning and we've locked the doors but Jesus came in I'm just kidding but he's here somebody give God praise in this place because he showed up and when Jesus steps in no sin can keep you in what the enemy's tried to bind you he's tried to destroy your destiny but somebody give God praise because the blood of Jesus is greater than any burden that this life would try to put upon you the blood of Jesus is greater than anything that would try to resist you the blood of Jesus is greater than any authority that's trying to capture you somebody give God praise because darkness could not contain him darkness could not hold him darkness could not silence him but all of a sudden he got out of the cross and not only did he get out of the cross and off the cross how many is glad that he got out of the tomb aren't you glad that the stone couldn't hold him aren't you glad that even the seal that they put around the stone could not keep him contained somebody praise him if you love him and you know him Jesus the one who had led them three and a half years the one who had walked on water fed 5,000 they saw all of this casting out demons calming the rage and sea with the power of his spoken word when he spoke peace yes, the storm ceased when he cried it's finished he died and he cried it's finished all visible as evidence said it's over can I just ask somebody right now what looks visible to you is not what he has for you some of you think there's no way possible that it can be different because we're like Thomas 
if I don't see it. Jesus said, blessed are they who have not seen and believe. <laughs> he cried, it's finished. It looked like it was over. Demons were rejoicing. Hell was having a party. Come on, somebody. And we see now that Nicodemus, and, and they, they went to go and they borrowed the tomb. And I like to add that he didn't need it for eternity. He just needed it for the weekend. They rolled the stone over the door. They put the seal on the door. It was a government seal that if the seal was broken, he would break the law. And we see here that hope looked hopeless. It's, it, it, but I want you to understand that it's not over until God says it's over. Isn't it interesting here that even the soldiers believe more than the disciples? If they didn't believe, why would they try to put a seal on the door? Why would they roll a stone over? If they, if they knew that he was going to remain dead, they had more faith than the disciples that had walked with him. Your enemies know what you carry. Your enemies know what you carry greater than the ones maybe who are closer to you. That's why they resist you the most. And we see here that the enemy soldiers, the pilot and, and Caiaphas, the high priest, they knew something. Because if you remember, ladies and gentlemen, when they went to Pilate, they said this. Remember that the deceiver said, destroy the temple, but in three days I'll raise it again. And God in, dispatched an angel <laughs> from heaven. And on the third day, the Lord stepped out of the grave. On the third day, the hope came out of the grave. And hell was defeated on the third day. The grave was conquered on the third day. And the keys were taken on the third day. And, 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 and then they began to try to pay the guards. And, and they said, listen, don't tell anybody about this part of the story. Can I just stay right here just for a moment? Because we're good about, and, and listen, it's the suffering of the cross. It's, it is that. But isn't it interesting that we will shout like crazy about the suffering of the cross? Praise God for that. It, I'll cherish the old rugged cross. But don't tell anybody about this part of the story. Because if he died on the cross and he never got up, that means he was defeated. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. And, 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 you know, the women begin to run and tell, he's, he's not there. He is risen. They were the first ones. And you know why? It's, I believe it's just like you and I today. That if it had been some men, we'd probably believed it. But because a woman had the message first. <laughs> it's the same demonic spirit that doesn't want to receive from the messenger. But I come to tell you, there was women there at the first, and there was women there at the end, and there was women, women there that saw that there was no body in the tomb, and I don't care if they believed it or not, the fact's the fact that Jesus is alive and he is well, and guess what? They begin to understand when they may not have believed those women, but when Jesus began to step into the room, when Jesus began to step into the lock place, there was no denying the one who had stepped in because when he steps in, life says,
steps in. When he steps in, hope steps in. When he steps in, healing steps in. I wish I had somebody that he has stepped into your life and he has flip-flopped your life upside down. Is there anybody that's not the same person that you used to be because he stepped in? Your marriage is not the same because he stepped in. Your finances doesn't look the same because he stepped in. Your soul is not the same because he stepped in. You don't hate like you used to hate. There's a greater love that not only wants to get yourself out of a situation, but now you want to reflect who he is. And if there's somebody in a locked place, I'm going to step in. I'm going to take my hand. I'm going to pull you out of the gutter. I'm going to pull you out of addiction. I'm going to pull you out of a struggle. Somebody take 30 seconds and give God praise if he has stepped into your life and changed your life. Woo! He stepped in. And the stone could not hold him. God raised up having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be held by it, Acts 2, 4, 24. They couldn't, they, the grave couldn't hold him. Death couldn't harm him. The stone could not darken the light. They said, why? Jesus ripped the veil of the temple from the top to the bottom. Whew. The earth quaked, the rocks were split, and the graves, watch this, watch this, the graves opened up. Not just the grave, graves. Can I tell you, graves are still opening up because the grave opened up. Woo! Oh, I wish somebody give God a praise break. That's what this day represents. It, it, it was, even in study, it was like 1,200 people was resurrected. Can you imagine this? That the person that you thought been dead 15 years, and next thing you know on an Easter Sunday, they, they begin to knock on your door and say, do you have room for one more? <laughs> Come on, somebody. You got the meal set. I'm here to tell you that's what happened. That when Jesus came out of the grave, 1,200 others got out of the grave and they went home to daddies and they went home to husbands and they went home to wives. Is there anybody that understands that you don't serve a dead Savior? You serve a living God and they wanted them to tell a lie and say that the body was stolen but I'm here to tell you if the body was stolen he could have not changed my life and I'm here to tell you that he's not a dead God because he pulled me out of depression he set me on a solid rock I shouldn't be here preaching the gospel to you but because he's given me breath I've got a reason to preach to you I got a reason to declare the truth I got a reason to shout hallelujah. I got a reason on this resurrection Sunday that the enemy tried to take me out. But God's long arm of love reached down and picked me up and pulled me out of depression and pulled me back into his love and pulled me back into his calling. Somebody give God praise because what tried to take you out, what tried to lock you in, God said, no, that's my son. That's my daughter. That's 
my chosen. Somebody give God praise if you know you're chosen in this place. If you know you've been selected, but he's waiting on you to select the one who selected you. Somebody praise him. Somebody shout on this resurrection Sunday that the grave could not hold him. The veil has been rent. Now you can go boldly into the throne room. Whatever it is you have need of this morning, I want everybody to your feet. Take 30 seconds and give God a resurrection. Praise. Praise him until you come up out of it. Praise him until you come up out of depression. Praise him until you come up out of that sickness. Praise him until you come up out of the struggle. Praise him until you come up out of that block place in your mind. Somebody praise him until you break through it. Until he breaks through and gets into you, he will never break out and find out. He's got to get into you so that you can get to them. Somebody praise him. Somebody break out of the box. The breaker's in the box. Turn him on. Praise him. You want to turn him on? Give him glory. Give him praise. Because the enemy is trampled today. He's trampled under the feet of Jesus. Somebody praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him. On the resurrection day. Yeah, go ahead and run. Go ahead and take a lap. I'm in a race. I'm in a race. I'll fight the good fight of faith. I'll keep the course until I get into the crown. And when I get the crown in my hand, I got something to lay down at the feet of Jesus. Somebody give God praise because he came. But give God praise because he's coming back. I said he's coming back. He's coming back to wipe away all tears from your eyes. There'll be no sickness over there. There'll be no pain over there. There will be no struggle over there. Is there anybody ready for it over there? Give him praise if you're ready to go. Stand on your feet, I'm done. Can I get a witness that has stepped into the middle of your mess? We'd be in a mental institution had he not stepped in the middle of my mess. And if you can't praise him, you're still in the middle of your mental situation. But if he has freed your mind, you ought to give him some glory. Come on, you don't think the same way you used to think. Come on, you don't think the same. Your thoughts are not your thoughts anymore. Your thoughts about you. I just pray, pray right now for a mental shift. We've been saying that. But I feel a mental shift on this resurrection Sunday. That your mind's about to wake up. That your spirit's about to wake up. That thoughts and com- concepts and ideas. Are, is there anybody that believes that he's the God of your business? That he's the God of your knowledge. That he's the God. He is your theology. He knows everything, created everything. He knows how to open, shut doors. And he knows how to close doors that need to be shut. Woo! Yeah! Hallelujah. Anybody know him? 
was in a crack house, he walked in. Barroom scene. I know you look good today. But can you remember where you were when he found you? Give him praise for that. You don't need a key when you have the door. Hope is here. Deliverance is here. Lift your hands and begin to worship. Healing is here. There's no problem he can't solve. No sickness he can't heal. No sin that he cannot eradicate. He will reveal it to eradicate it. Not to hold it over your head, not to condemn you. Hope is here. Religion condemns you. Relationship releases you. Somebody's been standing in the gap for this moment. Something is shifting in the atmosphere. And I want to tell you the stone was rolled away to be the visible and greatest evidence. Still to this day, you can go to that place. The stones rolled away as the greatest evidence of the resurrection power of Almighty God. Now watch this. Jesus had the body we just read that could pass through walls and doors. So the evidence is not for him. <laughs> but the stone was rolled away. I want you to turn to your neighbor and tell him for your benefit. It's for your benefit. And watch this. They saw the strips of linen lying there. Now watch this. As well as the burial cloth that had been around Jesus' head. The cloth, cloth was folded. The cloth was folded. It was folded up by itself. Now I want you to see the separation in the two. Because it says the cloth of his head. Because we're still here. We are the body he is the head. <laughs> and through the Holy Spirit, we can have the mind of Christ. But he is about to come back. The cloth that was folded in Jewish customs to go through it quickly, it's just like a dinner table. If you go to fancy dinners and you wad up your napkin and you throw it into the plate, that is a sign that I'm done. No matter what's left on the plate, I'm done. It's finished. One day, the cloth will be wadded up, no matter what's left on the plate. But for the time being, you have hope because the napkin was folded. Because when the napkin's folded, it means I'm coming back. Excuse me. You know, they'll fold the napkin, put it down by, excuse me, I got to go here just for a little bit, but I'm, I'm going to finish that. I'm going to finish that. Even though he said it's finished here, 
He went to prepare a place there. God's not finished with you yet. <laughs> Somebody ought to praise him right now. I want to ask you a question. Most important question that anybody will ever ask you. Do you know Jesus? Do you know the head of the body? The operational system of the church? Think about that. The one who created everything came as nothing so that you, John 10, 10, could have life and life more abundantly. If you don't know him today, the napkin's still folded. You still have a chance. <laughs> There's still hope. Don't wait till he wads the rag and throws it into the plate. For at that moment, it'll be too late. But I want to ask you right now, if you don't know Jesus, every head bowed, every eye closed, if you don't know him, if you don't know him, there's hopes getting ready to step in and bring salvation to your heart. All you have to do is believe. You don't have to see his scars. You don't have to see his side like Thomas had to see. He said, blessed are those who have not seen and believed. I've never seen Jesus with my natural eyes, but I believe it because I know how he's affected my life. If you need Jesus in your heart, and, and I don't care if you've walked away from God because you can do that. You want to rededicate your life or you want to accept Jesus for the first time in your life, I want you to raise your hand right now and say, that's me. I, I want to make things right with Jesus. Come on, Holy Ghost. I want to make things right with Jesus. I don't want it to be too late until the napkins wadded up and I'm left behind. I don't want to be left behind. I want to go. I want to be a part of that number. If that's you and you'd say, I want to be ready when he comes back, just begin to lift your hands right now and say, I want to receive Jesus as my personal Savior. Is there somebody over here that I missed? Let me ask you this question. Who needs God to step into a situation in your life? No matter what it is. No matter what it is. I want you to lift your hand right now and say, I need him to step in. It feels hopeless. The enemy's trying to place fear. Thank you for all these hands in here for that. I praise you for it, Jesus. If you need a healing in your physical body, by his stripes we are healed. Now, I believe that if you can believe that right now, healing's getting ready to step into that place of your life. Healing's getting ready to step in and bring alignment to your body. Your body is about to align with the truth of God's Word. If you believe that, lift your hand right now and say, I know I'm being, I'm being healed right now. As I, as I lift my hand, my body is lining up with His will and His Word. I'm being healed right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. One more, one more call and then we'll say a prayer. you have people that you love that are not saved you've been praying for them and you're believing that this is the year of their jubilee I want you to lift your hand and say I, I want you to agree with me for my son, my daughter, my granddaughter for the neighbor down the street in Jesus name let's start right there, brother sailors would you come up here and join me brother Jeff, elders all the elders that can come forward, we're going to pray this together and we're going to agree together for healing, 
and for whole house salvation. In the name of Jesus. And if you would just, we're going to touch and agree. We're going to touch and agree. And if you need a healing, if you need salvation for your house, I want you to just lift your hands as a sign of I surrender, God. I surrender. I open myself to this moment. And we're going to pray corporately together. We're not going to lay hands on this one. We're going to pray corporately together. Come on, just begin to open your heart. Begin to focus on him right now. God, we give you glory for this resurrected day. Lord, we thank you that it's not by might nor by power of earthly rim, but it's by your spirit. It is your power that raised you from the dead, that raised 1,200 others from the dead. Lord, we thank you that you're going to resurrect every dead daughter, every dead son, Father. Those that look asleep, God, I believe that there's going to be a quickening and an awakening right now. Lord, even where they're at, if they're not here, Lord Jesus, I praise you because I believe that you're going to go into those places, wherever they are, God, where they feel locked, where they feel bound, where they're in a struggle right now. God, I pray that you go in and invade them with your love with your supernatural ability and authority father I ask that you would reach those daughters reach those sons reach those granddaughters reach those uh, husbands and wives Lord those relatives fathers my friends father I just ask right now God that you will begin to press into the rooms that they're in and begin to shift their mindset begin to shift their heart father God let them experience you in a relational way father send word to them send word and heal them God, as we pray, God, I pray that you would send the messengers. I pray that you would send those that you have called, God. I pray that they would be chosen to go, that they would know that they're chosen, and God, that they would reach in, that they would step into those locked places, that they would step into those prison cells, that they would step into those hospital rooms, even right now. Lord, we thank you for every hand that was raised for salvation and household salvation and street salvation and community community salvation and, and the, the country salvation father we thank you Lord that your salvation is not contained to a region but God that you have released it to the world God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe I pray God that you would open up faith as your word goes forth on this resurrection Sunday we thank you for a great harvest all over this world we thank you Lord that you're bringing them in and Lord not only that we thank you for in this house Lord those that have come I thank you because your word went forth God you were the word that became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld your glory Lord I pray right now that your flesh being manifested in this moment of agreement God I thank you that people's lives are being changed I thank you Lord that physical conditions are shifting right now Lord I thank you that sicknesses are being healed in bodies that the body is lining up with your word that by your stripes we are healed that by your stripes we were healed Lord it's already been settled it's already been done there's no demon that can stop it there's no spirit that can keep us from walking and it being sustained in our lives Lord we speak the truth over the lie of the enemy and we tell the whole story that yes you were crucified but God you got up and I thank you because you got up I thank you Lord Jesus that physical bodies are getting up in full strength in the name of Jesus.
Jesus. I thank you for full restoration. I thank you for revitalization that's being released in physical bodies. I ask you right now to unroot, un unroot cancer. Pull it out in the name of Jesus. Anything, Lord, that's crippling, anything that looks terminal in this house, and those represented in this house, we declare that the report may say one thing, but we declare your word that you are our great doctor. You are the great physician. You are the supplier of everything we need. And so, Lord, right now, I declare healing from the top of every head to the sole of every feet. God, I pray for a synergic effort right now that as we're agreeing together, that you're working all things together. As we agree together, you're pulling things together for your good. And we give you the glory right now. And we bless your name. And we bless, Lord Jesus, those who want recommitments, those who lifted their hands to be recommitted to you. I ask right now, God, that you would come alive in their life like never before, that they wouldn't second-guess their journey, that they wouldn't second-guess what you're doing, even when the days get rough, even when it gets silent, God. When the word gets silent, we know that there's a day of triumph coming. We know that there's a day of joy coming. We know that there's a day of peace that's coming. And so, Lord, we just ask right now to release that joy, release that peace, release your righteousness in this room. Let it be like a river. Let it be like a river in this place. Let it run right now. Let your river run and touch every dead thing. And I pray, God, that it would come back. Before you come back, let things that have been dead come back to your people. Let them operate in a, in a different and deeper dimension as ever before. In the name of Jesus, without, without restriction, without, Lord, in the name of Jesus, without limitation, we declare that your body will function by way of your Holy Spirit, Father. We declare your Spirit's leading us. Your Spirit is moving us. Your Spirit is our operational demand. And Lord Jesus, before you come back, we will be led by the dove that you've released us to be led by. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, Lord, I pray that you will bless every family, every family member. Bless and keep. Make your face shine in the darkness of night. May we reflect, God, who you are in every room we walk in. Lord, let us, as we walk into places, God, not because of us, but because of the one who is in us I pray that there would be prisons to unlock as the kingdom shows up Lord it would be like the sensor on the door there would just be an unlocking and an opening father when the kingdom shows up and Lord I pray for every bondage to be broken in the lives of those that we love around us we praise you for it every family member father Lord that addiction will not hold them any longer they're, it's breaking off of their life there's breakthrough, God, when you step in. And Lord, we believe that you've stepped in today. On this Resurrection Sunday, we believe that because you got up, today hope has stepped in. And we give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Would you give him one more hand clap of praise if you want to lead us out with something? Hallelujah. Come on, you can do better than that. Somebody. Get